It's party time, Mom. Welcome to another episode of the Chat Break the Show, hanging out in the mothership that is Studio 22. Puppet Master Mark is at the helm, driving this thing, taking us into hey, hyperspace. Hey. What up, player? Not much. Another day in the Chat Break Show. It's another day. It's another exciting day. And yep. I'll tell you, Mark, uh, I feel awkward calling you a player. <laughs> <laughs> really interesting because you ain't a player interesting yeah you're pretty straight up dude candice the queen queen c the queen of the ethiopians we're merging names over to queen c yes queen recently c decided yeah we've we've recently decided to go from candice queen of the ethiopians just to queen c it's like a queen latifah type not a one name madonna or oprah but it's it's better close. for branding you're a cardi b she really okay. got queen really got tired c. Of trying to get make it through the protesters, the Ethiopian protesters. <laughs> yeah, it made it a tough commute to work every single day. I'm sure it did. Yeah, I love how we're in a show. Steve hasn't been introduced yet, but he starts talking anyway. These people have never watched a talk show in their life. It's becoming a problem. Can't, it really is problematic. I mean, it's a talk show. It's a talk show, and it's like typically you, you know, just the guy, some guy, random guy off the stage mm-hmm. doesn't like start the talking. In the crowd? Yeah. You, you usually introduce that person, and then they, then they're like, okay, now I'm free yeah. to join the conversation. And Steve is just ruining the punchline. Well, he doesn't time. know. Hey, Steve, put the camera on Steve. No. Camera's on me. Uh, no. Right look over there at Bougie. Look at Bougie again. This is what I Bougie's look over, in. and he's whispering in Bougie's ear like this. <laughs> Bougie Sean's over there in the peanut gallery. Party file Steve's in timeout. How about that? You didn't know we could do timeout in the peanut gallery, did you? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, Queen C, Cardi B, <laughs> whatever. I love Candace because, you know, Candace, I give her a hard time, and when she's just had enough, she's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you know. That's when That's I know. When you know. Like a minute ago when I said, you're like Cardi B, and you're like, okay. <laughs> then it's time to change Segment the Segment change. There it is. Bougie Sean's about to get a haircut. Yes, we are. Oh, what are you going to do to it, buddy? I don't know. I st- I'm going to keep it still in an afro, but I'm looking like a Lion King right now. Not the, not the live action, the old cartoon, of course. I don't think somebody could pick me up like that. <laughs> we, should, we could imitate. You want to try to pick me yeah. up like that? That'd be great. Um, I don't, no, I'm going to shave it up a little bit, maybe. I don't know. I like your pictures from your... Uh, getting married photo this year. Yeah, that was a... Had a tight fade. Yeah, still had a fro nice. on top. That was a good look. Don't scare me, man. I had a dream about you the other week. You, It was like I'd grown out a long beard, and then you just pulled yours off like it was Velcroed on. <laughs> and then you pulled your fro off. It was Velcroed on. And you just had to... You had, like, the, the sides and, and this little... And I was like, man, I could I work this hard to grow this long beard, and I could have just glued Dude, it on this like, whole I'm going to get you, sucker. It's like that yeah. little bunch of I'm going to get you, off. sucker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Aging myself. <laughs> we got a fun show today. We got WWE legend Vicky Guerrero who's going to be on with us in just a little bit. You guys are the wrestling fans out there. And trust me, you can, you might not admit it in public, but it's the truth. You know you love the wrestling. And I love the wrestling. I love, to, I, I love the culture of it. I love the personality of it. I love the people. I love the entertainment value, the athleticism of it. I've become a fan. And... Uh, and in uh, here, just a little bit, we're going to talk to Vicky. But uh, I want to talk a little bit about I want to talk a little bit about you guys, Sean and Jason. Metro Jason sitting off stage. He doesn't feel well today. Doesn't feel well. Did you go out last night? Did you get crazy? No, you didn't go out. All right. 
All right. Well, maybe them STDs are catching up with you. I don't know. You need a. You need some. I don't even know the name of STD medicines. What is that cream? Something. <laughs> Savile clear, 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 Vasoclear. Rub some tussin on yeah. it. I love saying the names all wrong so that nine people will go, oh, no, it's called this. And I'm like, okay, well, tell on yourself, Dan. <laughs> Moxicillin. <laughs> tell on yourself, Dan. Party foul, Steve. Were you ever like an athlete? No. Well, I, I played athletics, but I was not an athlete. Yeah. I mean, because there's a difference. So you participated, participated. in the rec league. Stuff. I got a trophy for participating a couple of times. Yeah? Yeah. That's awesome. Booge, did you? No, I attempted soccer in my senior year just to do it. But, I mean, I played sports, but nothing like That's a long time to wait to try something, senior year. Well, we couldn't afford to go to the doctor. Growing up where I grew up, so I remember I wanted to join as a freshman, and my mom's like, "Yeah, we can't afford to go to the doctor right now, so you can't take the physical to get on the team." Yeah. So I was like, "Okay, cool." So my coach was like, "You can't play." So finally, senior, I was like, "Mom, can I really try?" And she's well, like, "Well, now we got so where I was in the privileged white neighborhood of Augusta, Georgia, they took us over to the hospital, and if you were going to play sports, everybody lined up. They gave free physicals. It was provided by the school." See. They didn't do that. All the athletes, one night they came in there and you dropped trial sure and you, they gave you the – Really? See, that's privilege. Well, this has been fun. i tell you what we're going to do. We're going to toss it over to a very fun conversation that I'm about to have with my friend Vicky Guerrero, WWE legend, and you're going to learn a lot from this interview, trust me, because – Whatever you think about the world of professional wrestling, you're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. Let me tell you, these guys and these girls are amazing. So hang tight. We're going to toss it over and have a conversation with Vicky Guerrero. We are sitting down with Superstar. If you if you followed wrestling at all, WWE, if you've and listen, I am a student of wrestling. I love it. I'm wearing my Dustin Rose, the natural t-shirt uh, right now. Dustin Rose, the son of Dustin Rose. He not junior. He Dustin Rose. <laughs> I'm sitting here with Vicky Guerrero. Vicky, thank you for hanging out with us today in the studio. Excuse me! <laughs> Excuse I, me! <laughs> it's all I got, guys. It's all I have. <laughs> I love it. Two words define you. That's what I love. I, that's so simple. It's so easy. And you nailed it. it and, you know, people people always ask you, they're like, sometimes careers are built out of the silliest things and the simplest <laughs> things. And yes. you nailed it. How in the world did you get into the world of wrestling? You know, um, I got... Um, into it with my first husband, Eddie Guerrero. Mm -hmm. uh, he was a horse's legend and his legacy will always be spoken about for years. He passed away in 2005, right. but I had worked with him um, in a storyline before he had passed away with Rey Mysterio for a child custody case. And they asked the families to be a part of it. And lo and behold, I fell in love with the whole atmosphere, the adrenaline, the the stress of, you know, working on live TV. And um, it, I, it was, it was magic happening. And then when Eddie passed away in 2005, uh, they waited a year and they asked me to come back and do some more storylines with the guys. And I said, yeah, sure. You know, just two months, three months. Cause I have, you know, my two uh, younger uh, girls that I was still raising and they said, yeah, sure. Two months, three months. And then, um, 
10 years later, I'm still there. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. That is crazy. We, you know, I have, I grew up in Augusta, Georgia, and now I'm in Fort Worth, Texas, two cities that were very well known for wrestling, right? You know, the Augusta Civic Center was there. Then you had the folks, you know, guys like uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin got their start in Fort Worth coming down because he was he was playing football up in Denton at University of North Texas. So there's a rich history. I grew up watching, you know, Jimmy Superfly Snooker. I grew up watching, you know, the mask guy, you wrestler number one, wrestler number two, Dusty Rhodes, all of these guys. I mean, it was, you know, Andre the Giant and then. Then it evolved in, into this bigger thing that, you know, Vince McMahon took it, took it, you know, WWF and then WWE. And it was this, this crazy, crazy thing. And so I used to tell people, I was like, I don't I don't know that I'm a fan of wrestling. I'm a fan of the athleticism of wrestling. And I am a fan of the people watching surrounding. the. I mean, these fans that I had no idea, honestly, until recently, as I became friends with uh, Mark Calloway, The Undertaker. And of course, oh, Dust- Mark. Mark's a great friend. We've had some great times together. Uh, and, and Dustin Runnels, you know, Dustin Rhodes. And, and, yeah. those guys. and then I listen to the stories and I'm like, wow, it amazes me. It is a, and I don't mean this in a negative way, it's a cult like following to this it wrestling is. The world. The fans are smart too. Oh, the, yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but I mean, how does that, I mean, it's larger than life in such a big way, this wrestling world that people, I don't think the average person grasps how big it is. Yeah. You know, I mean, the fans, they're so dedicated to our, to our industry and it's almost like if you insult them, they're going to fire right back. So it's almost like we're having a match in the ring, aside from the match in the audience with the fans, yeah. because not only do we have to keep them happy and, you know, and piss them off at the same time. But, you know, it's, uh, they're very smart and without the fans, we can't do what we love. Um, and you know, and the fans are just my greatest enemy because, you know, especially the elderly women, they hated me because I dated the younger guys in the wrestling. Well, I dated in a storyline, but you know, it was these elderly women that I didn't take too seriously until they could jump on my car and rock it, you know, and I'm just like, oh, my God, this is really serious. They hate me. So, you know, that's when I had a great respect for, for everyone in the in the business that was watching the wrestling. So my, my great-grandmother, Elizabeth Utley, my great-grandmother, she, um, she was in Augusta, Georgia. She died in her late 80s, and she weighed 68 pounds when she died, Okay. So she was nothing. I mean, she, was, she wasn't as big as a minute. And we would have Sunday lunch when I was a child. We'd have Sunday lunch at her house every day or every, every week. And we'd always watch wrestling at her house. And so <laughs> there would be, you know, uncles would come through, and she wanted to watch it with us. And there'd be wow. folks that came through and said, oh, that's just fake. Well, she would get fighting mad. I she was she would bring blood like if she had a straight razor she'd have cut you she was awesome. serious about and I know what you mean because you know these these folks they get so passionate about this sport and I've grown to respect in such a big way the athleticism of what goes into this and, and being around guys like Mark Calloway he's taught me a lot about the sport and you see the nuances of these things it's really impressive isn't it. 
It is, you know, and you're talking about back in the day in the Dallas, you know, Sportatorium, you know, those are good days. Those were like the good wrestling, you know, where the guys didn't go by scripts. They felt what they wanted to say on TV. And it was just so real because you felt their anger and their, you know, their story that they wanted to tell. And, and these days it's changed a little bit. But, you know, like, you know, with Mark, you know, he ch- I was the only woman he tombstoned in WWE, which I'm very happy. To, <laughs> That's to awesome. Say. I love it. <laughs> but. You know, these fans are, they, people say, oh, it's fake, you know, it doesn't hurt. And it hurts. I mean, and I didn't do a lot of full-time wrestling. I was more of the mic, you know, and yeah. stir up the, you know, the, the dirt a little bit. And then I would run real fast away from the ring. But, you know, to see these guys go through their injuries and slaps hurt, kicks hurt, you get thrown out of the ring, it hurts. And, um, you know, so it's kind of funny when you challenge a fan, like, well, here, let me just drop kick you and let's see how it feels. And they're like, (laughs) oh, no, no, it's okay. I don't have time for that. I'm like, well, then I guess you're not going to know how bad it hurts. You know, so you kind of have to defend it. I do defend it because when I say it's it's fake, I'm like, no, it, it's entertainment and it's fixed. We it's scripted, but the 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 wrestling inside the ring is passion and it's what the guys love to do. And it's a it's a you know it's like this psychological story that they're trying to tell the fans. And um, there's a lot of respect you know that goes inside that ring. No, I can only imagine how much so, I, and I agree because I've seen. I've seen these guys. Mark Calloway is, is, you know, Undertaker. I've seen him dive over the top rope out into the and land on the floor and roll. And I'm like, that's a long way down to the ground. And, <laughs> and he he's dove tall, head first. <laughs> yeah, he's six foot ten. You know, every yeah. time I'm, I, we'll go out. We we go out to Vegas every year, and we go to, you know, the the gun range together. And I can see him. You know, I'm holding these what I would call big guns and shooting on the range, and then he. Puts it in his hand, and it looks like a little tiny toy. You know, I can remember I was going to breakfast one morning uh, for a breakfast meeting in L.A. I was in Beverly Hills and went to the the Four Seasons in Beverly Hills, and I'm walking through, and John Cena comes walking past, and I'm like, you kind of get just the, the the uh, just the larger than life presence of these guys that have done these things. And, you know, you get around again, Dustin Rhodes and, and these guys. And, and you think of them like you think of the Undertaker. You're like, oh, this guy, I bet he's mean in real life. He's a puppy dog. I, yeah, he's such a gentleman and so sweet. I told him um, last year. Let me tell you this, Vicky. I told him my funny story about Mark. I told him I told Undertaker we were smoking a cigar last year in Vegas. And I said, Mark, I'm going to punch you in the face. And he said, I better not find out about it. <laughs> Such a, a good guy. I love his wife Michelle. You oh, know, yeah. we were locked buddies, and they're just a good family, and I just love them to death. Yeah, Mimi McCool, I love it. Yeah, Michelle's yeah. a sweetheart. They're good people, good patriots. I love yeah. it. But what, what do you think about the future of wrestling? I mean, do you feel like it's on a good path? You talk about the good old days and things like that. Do you feel like it's it's headed in the right direction, or has business taken it over in such a way that it's kind of lost its charm? You know, I, I find that it's lost its charm a little bit, not for not to devalue um, the superstars talent or anything like that. Sure. But it's just that you see, you know, I watch the product and you see these guys come and go within two or three weeks and you never got to really get to know them. Yeah. And there's just I feel like there's so much talent in the back that they don't have that 
capacity to spend quality time on the, you know, on the TV screen to let the fans get to know who these people are. And they kind of change around so fast that you're like, well, we're so-and-so. And, you know, and I just, especially the women, you know, I mean, they've come so long of a way and I'm so proud of them. And, you know, they are making their mark, you know, in, in this uh, industry. And, I'm, and this is just a great um, time for them to celebrate. But, you know, uh, it's kind of hard to watch it sometimes because you see the same people on TV over and over. And um, I like to see, like you know, some fresh faces and I want to see some new storylines come around. But, you know, when you see the the same people over and over, I just kind of like go fast forward on my DVR, yeah. <laughs> just, you know, just kind of see the people I want to watch. But as far as the industry, there's a lot of competition out there. And I think that's good for business because it gives one, it gives the guys um a chance to work somewhere you know i think that's really important because in wwe it was learned that if you didn't make it there it really wasn't a chance for you to work anywhere else but now that these other promotions like aew and you got tna and ring of honor they're just great pr promotions you mm -hmm. know and they have some good um talent and the storylines are great that i think it's just good for business to have a little bit of competition to keep you on your toes yeah no i think that's a good thing too and i i look at it as you know, these folks, as as from the entertainment side of things, not just the athletic side of things, they have to. You have to have a personality just as much as you have to have that athletic ability, because that's Correct. what identifies you as these things, and that's what makes us successful. Because I could list off name after name, and, and you could even more so of these folks, and you would immediately identify them based off of like you do an excuse me. And, and so many different, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? You know, you can yeah. see Hulk Hogan up on the turnbuckle holding his hand to his ear, you know, listening to the crowd and, and doing the whole, ripping yeah. his shirt off. It, you know, a mean gene. And, and so there was all of this, you know, that personality to it. And I think that now it's you're kind of losing some of that charisma that's going on with it. Right. You know, I think um, something I always tell the advice of when I meet the younger superstars in these different shows, they're like, what's the most important thing that I should take from you? And, I'll, and I tell them, like, you have to be creative with your character. And that means, you know, finding something that when you are done in the ring, the fans are going to go home. They're going to be like, man, I remember that person. Like, yeah. That person's out. And you know, like me, you know, I shrieked and I broke TV mics and I, you know, I blew out the speakers in the arenas and I loved it, you know, because that was my goal because to get the fans really upset and, you know, but you see a lot of these superstars come through and they all look the same, you know, they, they just stand there and they, they don't listen to the audience. And I think that's really important too. You got to give the audience something to, to bite at. And when these stars don't bring anything, you know, I just kind of be like, man, you know, there's I don't see the character. I don't see the creativity. So that's something really important. You have to be your own person and not just, you know, bum off someone else that because of what their gimmick is. You know, so I, I you see a lot of women that come through and they look the same and they just their promos are horrible. And, you know, you have to you have to be your own identity. And I think that's important, especially in this industry, as big as it is. I agree with you. And I loved I loved, you know, sort of the advent of the women's wrestling. And when that came on look i'm a red-blooded american male i was happy to you know i, I was like yeah y'all go at it girls y'all have fun yeah. <laughs> uh, okay well, are you talking about back then or are you talking about today i'm talking about back then i'm talking about i'm 46 now i'm talking about back when the hormones were raging and, I, 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 <laughs> and like these girls are six feet tall and five five of that is leg and i'm like yeah okay y'all kill each yeah. other <laughs> 
you know, and, and that's something that's great that, you know, the women back then, you know, like Trish Stratus and you had Lita, you had Sable. Oh, my gosh. I used to look at them like, how beautiful are these women? You know, and I was I was the wife of Eddie, you know, so I was like the housewife with the two kids. I'm like, man, I want a body like that. I want to look <laughs> just like her, you know, because they just they were so beautiful. And, of course, Vince used that to his advantage, you know, to these, you know, have these vignettes and backstage stuff, which attracted the audience, you know. But um, in today's, you know, it now the women are proving that they want to wrestle and they give these great matches and they're tough. I mean, I'm kind of glad I'm not there right now because I know they kick my butt really bad. <laughs> so some of them are really scary to watch and, and to be in the ring with. So I give them, I give them a lot of props that they, they've really brought it, you know, a hundred percent into the ring. No, I love it. I think it's a great thing. And, and they've definitely did a good job with all of that. And I, you know, I watched the fighting with my family movie recently about, you know, okay. supposedly pages story. And I know there's a lot of creative liberties and stuff like that. But I, but I felt like there was some insight there to the human aspect of, of what goes into being a professional wrestler and, and, and how these folks, what they have to go through just to be chosen and, and to you know, get picked and, and to make that personality pop. And I look mm-hmm. at guys, I can remember back this past January, and, and we're out there at the gun range in Vegas, and, and you know, uh, he, the Undertaker, his uh, Mark's phone's ringing off the hook, you know, and... They're trying to get him to come back, do another match, do WrestleMania, do something like this. He's like, you know, I'm I'm tired. <laughs> I've gotten to a certain yeah. age, you know, and yeah. and you know, the reason- for a while. yeah, yeah. And so I can only imagine. I mean, how how hard you know the physical toll it takes on the body. You know, I've heard Dwayne Johnson talking about separating his hips and you know the tearing all the muscles off of his hip and things like that. And I'm like, God bless you guys. Y'all are worth every penny. <laughs> these, these entries are not fun you know i mean i've been in the you know managing Dolph ziggler and um you know and then with edge and seeing them go through their injuries it's not funny when you hear something crack and they land right yeah. next to you you're like okay did i do that you know, yeah. i want to make sure that you know because it's scary i mean these this is their livelihood this is how they make their living you know so these injuries are just you know, they're really frowned upon because, you know, this is the only way they can make their living. And, you know, when they get injured, it's something that's, you know, it kind of sets everybody back because it's a sad moment, you know, but, um, yeah, Undertaker. Yeah. He, I worked with him and he's scary. I mean, he's totally different from backstage. Oh, yeah. I knew him before as a friend, but, you know, working with him as a, you know, two superstars. Yeah. I don't want to mess with him. No. And I don't want to get him mad. No, no, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'll tell you, I think that, you know, we got so much division that goes on in this country these days. Everything's so politically divided. I think we all just need to go to a wrestling match and we'll just let you, we'll just watch that and come together over wrestling. How about that? That's a good plan. Hey, brother. I'll be there. You let me know the day and time. I'll go. We need to put the clip in where Undertaker uh, pile drives her. <laughs> The tombstone. Yes, Let's get this the tombstone. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, what I tell you about party foul, Steve. He just, he just words yeah. hit his head. He, it comes out. Well, it is the tombstone pile driver. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, if Vicky was here in the studio, she'd beat your ass right now. I would let her. I, I know you'd let her. <laughs> Let's do this. I have some anger that's pent up in me right now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So you live down. You're in the Houston area now. Yeah, we're neighbors. We are. Yeah, for the most part, yeah, we're doing a show down there pretty soon. We've. Uh, uh, I love Texas, and you're from El Paso re- uh, originally, right? Yeah, 
Yes. And of course, they've yes. had their tragedy down there, and our heart goes out to them with all of that. I mean, it's, it's just a sad state of affairs when we see what this country's in. I mean, you ever you ever sit back and look at it and go, "Wow!" I mean, can we ever fix what we're in the middle of in this country? Yeah, you know, it's such a you know, it's such a sad time, you know, because everyone's arguing with everyone. It's someone else's fault. No one wants to take accountability, and it's just really frustrating because you know, as a mom, you try and teach your kids, you know, be accountable for what you're doing, you know, take part in what you own, and stand up for it, you know. And, and if if you're wrong, admit it, you know. And so when you see the the politics and all this stuff going on, you know, my kids are like, you know, who's accountable? You know, it's kind of. It's kind of sad, you know, because it's like we're just going reverse in, in our government and our politics. And, um, yeah, it's 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 a horrible time right now. I mean, you know, I went to London and, you know, you could hear some of the comments about our government. I'm just like, yeah, I'm yeah. going to go back to the States and be real quiet. Yeah, I was in just <laughs> in recent sad. weeks, I was in Ireland for a week. And same thing. There's a lot of, you know, they only get the media that they get. I mean, they, they don't have a lot of choice. And so they hear one side of things. And they think that we're falling apart at the seams. They really do. And I've always said that the virtual world or the media world is not the same as the real world that we live in. Because we don't treat each other like that in public. But Yes, yeah. that's fine. You know, especially like in the store. I mean, you know, you want to be the better person. What you get is what you receive. And I, I really, I really believe that, you know, I, I stand up for that. You know, you say thank you, you're going to get a welcome back, you know, but you're going to be, you know, rude and, you know, give someone, you know, a taste, distasteful look, you're going to get it right back. So you get what you deserve. Yeah. No, I hear you. And that's the perspective. I, that's why I say everybody just needs to come together. We need to go to a big wrestling match and we can scream it out and yell it out and, you know, throw beer on each other and whatever else yeah. and have a good time. And, and we'll take our anger out on the wrestlers out there. They're killing themselves for our entertainment. Uh, Absolutely. That's it's nothing, nothing that brings us together like, you know, a good sporting event anyway. So I'll Absolutely. tell you, it's, so what all do you have going on now? What's happening these days? Gosh, uh, what do I not have going on, Chad? Yeah. Um, I graduate in four weeks from uh, Herzing University. I'm getting my bachelor's in healthcare administration. Awesome. And nice. I am currently writing my autobiography with this great editor. Um, she's just a bad ass person. I'm so excited to go on this venture with her. So we're going to sell our book in September to uh, some publishing companies. So we'll be in New York for about two weeks working on that. That's great. And um, I'm working with Salvation Army in San Antonio, Texas. I, I love that organization. I do a little bit here in Houston, too. And I also work for the Houston SPCA. So adopt. Don't shop, guys. There you go. <laughs> there you go. No, we believe in that. That's awesome. Yeah. That's good. I mean, you know, that's the thing. I love it when people can take a platform or take their story and use it and and just make the world a better place by telling that story and using that platform. You know, that's what we certainly try to do it. You know, we we um, we love to stir the pot a little bit, but it starts the conversation. You it's know? fun. It's we a little bit of We love fun. a little verbal sparring match every now and then. You know, we have a good time with that. But, you know, I, I appreciate you guys so much because everybody that I have met in in you know, that's been associated with professional wrestling. And look, there's folks out there, I'm sure, that are, that are you know, not the most savory of people in every organization, every business is out there. But everybody that I've run across, they've just been class acts. They've given back. They've done what they can. They've, they've shown up to places when, when they didn't have to. And it's just been fun to watch and kind of get to know that industry. And I appreciate what you're doing with all that, Vicki. Thank you. It's it's a second family. You know, we're with them more than we were with our own family. So you get to 
you get to know them pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> you, you start to know what they're going to order in restaurants and what, you know, what hotel they're going to stay at because that's how good you get to know everyone. But it's a big <laughs> family. And, you know, I, I love them to death. We were talking about, uh, I did a show uh, here in Dallas-Fort Worth back last year, December, and there were about 4,000 people came to this show. And I told uh, Undertaker, I said, hey, man, how much how much will it cost me to uh, get you to body slam me on stage? He said, <laughs> he said I'll break your neck for free. <laughs> get right to the punch. I love that dude. I love that dude, man. I'll tell you what. Oh. That's Vicky. funny, but yeah, I go to Dallas a lot, so I do a lot of acting auditions. I'm with Pink yeah. Parks Talent too, so I'm always through Dallas and I try and go to see Michelle whenever I'm in Austin. And yeah, yeah I just I, I love traveling and seeing all my friends. So I have to see you now. Whenever that's you come exactly to right. I'm gonna hug your neck. You can tombstone me. I, Sweet. Uh, there you go. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll let you do it. I'm willing to pay for the chiropractor visit. Rare. I'm. Come on, girl. Come around. Don't, don't Excuse get started, me, baby. <laughs> I'm 51, so you're 46. I'm 46. Perfect. Uh, we are simpatico, baby. We got it. Yeah. See, we have our show. Are you ready to go? I know, but we do. We have a show coming up. We're going to be down in the Houston area here pretty soon. I, I'm, I'm confirming those dates today, actually, and finding out. But uh, I want you to come to the show and hang out. But anytime you're coming through here, give us a shout and let's hang out and. We'll trade I would love to, and I wish you so much success. And my family, I have about 12 people that are ready to go see your show. I told them I was going to be on your show, and they're like, oh, my gosh, we love him. So you have a lot of fans here in Houston that just oh, love you to death. Vicki, I love you, man. I appreciate you guys. Tell them all hello. Thank you for coming on the show. We're going to put up where folks can find Vicki and everything she's got going on. So be sure to follow her out there and, and keep track of what's going on. She's a legend, folks. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I, you know it's, I don't know how many folks get to sit down with a legend. But you're talking about, you know, Eddie Guerrero and uh, these guys. I'm telling you what, legends. I mean, you're talking Hall Thank of Famers. You. And uh, God bless you for everything you do and who you are and everything you've done. You, you're fun to watch. I love you. Well, thank you, Chad, and I appreciate the compliment. You know, by the grace of God, I'm able to do what I love, and yeah. people like you make me love it even more each day. Good deal. Vicki, I love you. You're welcome on the show anytime. We're going to hang out, girl. We're going to hang right. out. Do it. Go to the shooting range together. Yeah, let's do yeah, it. Do it. Let's do it. We're going. Party foul. Steve got excited yeah. about that. I like that. <laughs> All right, rock Calm and down, roll. Steve. Calm down. I didn't invite you. Just <laughs> no, he can't go anywhere without me. So. He wants to be tombstone. <laughs> but I promise you, Steve thinks that's something completely different. <laughs> yeah, wrong, yeah, wrong text. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right, Vicki Guerrero, check her out. Thanks for being on the show. You guys, thank you for tuning in. Find us wherever podcasts are available. Tell your friends about it. Be like Vicki. Tell all of her family and friends. Come watch us on the Chad Prather Show. We love you guys. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.